Pops concert venue, and Beyond FM bring you the next level with the Beyond FM third annual birthday bash starring The Urge. Oh, Tony, you know you can't afford that. Aw, fuck, Mom. We'll bring you the next best thing. How about Steve Ewing? Special guest, DCD. Who's gonna hold me back when I'm screaming? Cause the kid is pacing and he's wearing me. Dead Planet. Crystal O'Connor and the Whiskey Rebels. You could be a legend. Squires. Hold up. I need a drink. Y'all so watered down. Matter of fact, make it three. I'm like, hold up. I need a shrink. Thoughts so loud. Neighbors knocking me some peace. I'm like, Claudia Rose. I'm way up here. It's hard to light a cigarette. It's the Beyond FM birthday bash. July 16th at Pops. Tickets just $10. And it's brought to you by... Beyond FM. Ladies and gentlemen, weighing in at eight years and 1,000 episodes, your St. Louis champion. That's right, Rock Paper Podcast is celebrating with the big show at Off Broadway, Saturday, July 23rd. Now watch this action. With the Manus Brothers. Next time I warn you, it's gonna be with my gun. Old Capital Square Dance Club. My heart's a gold mine, oh landmine. Really hard to tell sometimes. Samantha Clemens. Ben Diesel. We've always partied and we always will. And Egan's Red. This is an all-ages show with tickets at $10 in advance and 14 days of show. This is fun! This is fun! This is entertainment! It's the big show at Off-Broadway, Saturday, July 23rd. Brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company, Off-Broadway, and Rock Paper Podcast. This is sheer brilliance! Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode of the show. Today's features Rich Houck of First Things First. Had a great time meeting Rich and learning all about him and uh, what he's up to right now. You can catch uh, him playing on all sorts of different patios around the uh, St. Charles County area and around St. Louis, Missouri. So come on out and see him play live. You're going to get a little sneak peek of what he's up to on today's episode as we do a few live acoustic songs for you. do want to remind you that Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler located right here in St. Louis, Missouri over in the Maplewood area. You can stop in and visit them there or shop 24-7 at 
roughneckbeardcompany.com. This summer, maintain your facial hair with Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler. Roughneck's lightweight beard grooming formulas won't bog you down. And if you do decide to shave it off, do it with American Rambler's nourishing and protective pre-shave oils. No matter how you choose to do summertime, Roughneck and American Rambler have you covered. Again, shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com and use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Uh, That includes all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, their junk powder, soaps and combs and everything else over there. Anything to take care of that beard and mustache years. Big thank you to Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri for their continued support. You can uh, stop in and pick up some burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas. And uh, they've got all your craft beer needs taken care of. Over 25 rotating taps over there. And a beautiful patio and some great live music. You can stop in on Friday, July 8th and see... Steve Kyle out there. Saturday, July 9th, Jeff Walchhauser. And on Sunday, July 10th, Matt Waltershed returns. And uh, you can find all this at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Find their full menu and their concert calendar and everything else. Be sure to get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram. If you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys. And please join me July 23rd at Off-Broadway to celebrate eight years and 1,000 episodes of Rock Paper Podcast. Bringing along my very talented friends in the Manus Brothers, Old Capital Square Dance Club, Samantha Clemens, Egan's Rats and Ben Diesel. Tickets are only $10 and can be purchased at offbroadwaystl.com. And I'll see you there. With all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with First Things First. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. All right. Well, this is Rich Hauk, and uh, I am First Things First, and you're listening to the Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper. Paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame. Covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot. Could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double decker fudge round rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley Rock Paper Podcast Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with Rich Houck of First Things First. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much, Shane. I'm looking forward to today. I've been been really looking forward to it. I mean, my wife is too. She wants to hear it after it's all done. Yeah. She's going to pretend like she doesn't even know you're here, I guess. All right. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, uh, I know we've been talking a lot today. I already 
before pressing record and I was kind of telling you like um and I feel I've started a bunch of these this way but this is what I think is a lot of fun for me about this show is it's the like it become a networking tool you know it's like it allows sure. me to work my way through the city meeting all kinds of new people and that's the case today we we is our first time meeting and uh you know I just uh, I love that the show continues to introduce me to all kinds of new acts around town and absolutely um, yeah. so i'm uh i'm looking forward to this as well and uh i'm glad to be here hanging with you uh we just kind of came into contact uh fairly recently uh your wife uh, messaged me and we we're like all right let's do this and so uh but i'd been aware of your name for a while i know uh you play around a lot locally with the ad like uh, Friendship Brewing in yeah, Wentzville. Chillax. And, yeah, and, uh, and Chillax, yeah. And so we, and Brian's been a big supporter of the show for quite a while now. So I know I plugged a bunch of your dates over there with him and uh, stuff. So which, actually, shout out to uh, Friendship Brewing. I'm actually uh, enjoying a uh, Lance Corporal Jared Schmidt's uh, Blonde Ale right now. Uh, so uh, right Curtis, courtesy <laughs> yeah. of Rich. So thank yeah. you. Uh, but just got to leave the can with me because yeah. I got, got the can collection. Yeah, what, yeah, pretty impressive uh, can <laughs> collection going on over here. It was more. We used to have more right here where all this. Yeah. Amy just put in new uh, shelving there and got those off the wall. So yeah, that. Uh, yeah, man. I. Uh, it actually all came with the house. Oh yeah. It, whenever we bought it, it, all all of these cans came with the house. The guy goes, "I'll leave them for you," and I go, "Sure." Uh, and then uh, through the years, I've taken his cans off and replaced them with you know some friends' cans and stuff like that. It's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. I was gonna. I mean, no, I was wondering if uh, you know, and you've cleared it up that it's something that came with the house. But is it? Are you? Do you consider yourself a kind of a? A beer kind of sore or um yeah i'm a bit of a beer snob yeah. i'm all drink i'm all up in the ipas yeah. and going to breweries with friends and we hunt this stuff down right and i'm into bourbon too so yeah a little bit but uh i don't consider myself a can collector it's more like a memory collector sure. you know yeah people bring their beer cans over and we'll, we'll swap beers and i'll be oh yeah that's a really good one you know well yeah i mean it's like uh and much like uh like you're saying like it's the memories that come with it, the stories, and like where oh this brewery we visited, or right? Something, absolutely, or, yeah. You know different things. Like uh, I keep a lot of stuff. Like you know, I same I same I saw some stuff on your walls for music and uh, yeah. concert posters and yep. things, and and that's a big how I'm like I have a whole room of like all kinds of music memorabilia that I hold on to, and a lot of it's probably. Uh, you know, not worth anything to anybody else, but right, for absolutely. me, it's like these are priceless things that I. Yep. You take me right back to that night, or sto- you know, whatever it is. Absolutely, and, brother. I know. I know exactly what it so, is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I you know what I like. I think it's cool to have these certain things that you're passionate about and collect. And uh, for me, it's definitely been music. I have a ton of vinyl and CDs, like we also talked about before press and record, and so that's always been my thing. I got movies too. Uh, kind of but when it was like kind of cool to do it now it's like now people don't even have dvd players anymore right they just stream it all <laughs> right yeah these are these are like we made this like our movie room and these are some of my some of my all-time favorite movies right here you know all right just sit down with this real comfortable space you can see so For sure yeah yeah, yeah there's uh definitely some classics on the wall um but uh but yeah man i so i'd like to kind of get to know you better that's what's fun about this show it allows me to kind of come right to the source and get uh some of your stories and and get to know you better yeah. and uh uh so like i said i know you've been 
playing uh, around town, playing covers and stuff. But I uh, take me back to the beginning. Um, maybe uh, what uh, you, you, do you do? You grow up here in the area? The, in well, actually, I grew up in uh, St. Anne's okay. over there off of uh, the St. Charles Rock Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I really didn't start seriously playing guitar until we did move out here to St. Charles out in Harvester, probably in 1977. Um, but I didn't start playing seriously till I was like 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, really getting into actually learning, taking lessons that meant something. I took some lessons when I was young, but I think I was too young and liked the idea more than actually putting in the work but then yeah. uh but then yeah once i once we moved out here and i started hanging out and going to the uh francis house school district and hanging out with kids and and then eddie van halen came out right. and it just blew your mind so yeah that guy's pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah he yeah he really was something special yeah uh which uh r.i.p that was uh that was yeah. a t- tough one for sure and like um yeah i um I don't know, especially because it's a big bummer. Like when they heard stories that they were like talking about doing a, yeah. like a, a best of both worlds tour kind of thing. Absolutely, that, that would have been, been so cool. that would have been uh, a fun night to be a part of. And you know, it stinks to think about those what ifs and stuff. But right, uh, but yeah, would have been fun to see him one more time. Yeah, he he was he was a uh, one of a kind. I I've always said to me. There's two guitar players that changed the way rock music was played, and that was Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen. Sure. You know, I mean, there's been other great players in between and after, but right. those two just changed the rules and yeah. expanded it, you know? It is it is pretty wild to think about those guys, like what they did to, with an instrument and changed the, the whole course right. of our, and there And there's other players on their own instruments doing the same thing. But but for, gar, for, for guitar in particular, those guys, like, for sure – um, well, well, think about it. They're peers, okay? Yeah. So the people that Jimi Hendrix was playing for, like, that were their, his peers, they'd never seen anybody play like right. that. When Eddie Van Halen came out, all the people before him were like, I've never seen anybody play yeah. like this guy. Right. You know, they just changed the rules, him and Jimmy. They just, they said it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's It, it would be, um, I don't know, it's just weird to think about that, that you can totally change everything in one moment and then always after that everybody wants to play like that and right uh, exactly so, yeah that's cool um but yeah uh, he uh, well, eddie was like big on like that kind of hammering uh, yeah kinda you know like, i uh, mean my, my whole life up until this point i've been doing this i've always been a lead guitar player and i was proficient enough you know i knew how to play in key and but i was not a shredder i didn't play like eddie van halen but his technique is all over mm-hmm. my playing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I still took stuff from his playing. It's I couldn't play like that. Yeah. I mean, I just was not a shredder. I was more of a, a pentatonic blues scale type stuff, and I'd jazz it up, make it sound heavy. But yeah, I wasn't right. a shredder. But you know, it's it, it, that's how you know a guy's that influential. Sure, you don't play like him, but his people have heard me play and they go oh that sounds like eddie i'm like well, i'm not eddie <laughs> yeah. but they're talking maybe like a certain technique that yeah. you know comes through in my playing but so that uh so he was the guy though that when well, made, you, made you want to pick up a guitar in the first place he, he no actually that guy was ace freely of kiss oh, okay because I, I grew up as soon as they came out and i was just i was a fanatic and to this day they're probably the most fun band Definitely. In the world, and <laughs> I probably talk way too much about them, but yeah, yeah Ace Frehley wanted, he made me want to be playing a guitar, 
Eddie made me get serious about it. Yeah. You know, it made me really go, how's he doing that? You know, so. Yeah, I uh, I saw Kiss probably uh, like, oh, I don't know, oh, two, oh, three, somewhere. I was like either in high school still or right after high school, maybe somewhere in there for me. And uh, But like we've been fans, me and my buddy Steve for sure, like would uh, – you know talk about them all the time and then like we finally got to see him it was kiss and poison and rat i think opened up and like oh it, it was a good night and like and, and i one of the one of kind and it, like that was one of the most uh wild shows like yeah. the explosions the blood gargling bass solo from gene and like and the, it's the hardest working band in show business yeah. they really are they i mean they and they put that on night after night right. you know it's, it's like in his at their age it's about time to come to the end you know yeah. but but yeah, I've always said that. I always tell people, I'm like, Ooh, even if you, you don't think you like them, you ought to just go see the spectacle, you know? Sure. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of cheese, you know, <laughs> oh, and all, yeah. but, but it's entertaining. Cheese is good. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's definitely entertaining and they're, yeah. uh, and they're really good at what they do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm part, I'm a member of the Kiss Army. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. But, but I mean, after Eddie came out, I, you know, I tried to do some of his techniques and stuff like that and it just, uh. I don't know. I I never really, I was never really um, playing with guys. I didn't have those guys that I hung out with that were really advanced. I just wasn't in that group, so I just had to figure stuff out on my own. Mm-hmm. So I just did the best I could. And actually, I think I kind of benefited from that, where I was taking what I could see and kind of make my own style out of it, sure, and do the best I can. And I, I think it's it suited me well. You know, what I mean, and I was always. Uh, doing really well as far as playing in bands and stuff like that i never you know didn't i never had any trouble getting in bands and stuff like that so i thought it was a good thing yeah i I was glad i never got bored but it also it also got it to where i didn't care about playing the song just like the artist because i couldn't i don't think i could some you know some some of the easier stuff you could but when it got too much i was just like well i'll just play the best i can right sometimes you can fake your way through it you know yeah so what was uh what was your first like uh real um actually playing in a like did you join a band uh you know me i was like in ninth grade me and this uh bass player this buddy of mine we we got a a drummer and a guy that couldn't sing to sing for us (laughs) but we were we were banging out acdc tunes you know and uh i remember playing joe walsh rocky mountain way because that was a real easy song to play and we played at the high school uh fair and then we played at uh I remember we played an instrumental of Rush Working Man at the uh, talent show. and Hey, Bubba, my cat, yeah. Dexter. <laughs> we played at the uh, – we just did school stuff like that. I mean, but we were kids, so there wasn't a lot of places for us to play when, right. when you were that young. But um, – and then I think uh, – What was that band name? Oh, God, what was it? Oh, The Image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah something really weird like that, but – but then uh, I will say that uh, I think my sophomore year, my 10th grade year, um, I met a guy who was a grade above me, and uh, he had this idea. He's a really nice guy, and he got me and the bass player, and then he introduced us to this drummer, and we and then we ended up getting another guitar player, and we played for the past for the those two years, uh, 11th, 12th grade through high school, and we played a couple of gigs like at a deli and stuff like that, and. Um, did we do a battle of bands? I think we might have done a battle. Yeah, we did do one battle of bands at the high school, and 
and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then after high school, I met other guys, and we had we played out at quite a few places. But you know, once again, you're under 21, so there was only so many places. Luckily, at the time, uh, so this was like around 86. I graduated in 85. I'm dating myself here, <laughs> but around 86, 87, there was a lot of like they call these you know these teen hangouts. Mm-hmm. You know, where you go and you could drink soda. I maybe they might have food, but you know, you go see bands and. You didn't have to worry about being 21, so we had a lot of those kinds of things. But, um, but yeah, and, and it was it was fun. It was all a learning experience, and I and and most of the time, I would say after high school, the band that I was in, they were, we were called China White. I remember we even won a battle of the bands, and uh, you ever heard of uh, Richie Callison here in St. Louis? Ed Callison, I know, does a lot of the. Uh, yeah, I've seen Ed's name. I don't okay, know well, I'm... it's his brother, Richie. Yeah. I think Richie might have been older. Okay. But he had a recording studio in St. Charles, and we won some time. to. We won a battle of bands, and we won time in his studio and recorded a song. We thought it was cool. and um, But all that time, I was a lead singer in the band. I was lead guitar player and then lead singer. And this is a pretty cool story. So that was kind of taxing on me to try to be a good, proficient lead guitarist. And I, I was learning how to become a singer. So we ended up getting this guy in our band, and uh, he went on to start El Monstero. We had Andy Schmidt. You okay. remember Andy Schmidt? From he's one of the guys who started El Monstero. With uh, he was in uh, what's the name of the? There was he had an original band before that. Uh, Stir. Yeah. yeah. Right. Was it the Was it Stir? I think so. I think that was the the Stir or Stir. yeah. I think it's Stir. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Andy, yeah. he was like 15. He had this shaggy hair, and he was so good. Yeah. I mean, he could play like Randy Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen. And when we got him in the band, it really opened things up because then I didn't have to concentrate on the guitar as much. And uh, so that's when, that was my first singing gig when I first started singing. But then uh, I guess whenever that was done, I was mainly just guitar because yeah. I'd get in bands that already had singers, and I was fine with that, you know. Yeah, I. Uh Yes, that's uh, I've got to hang out with those guys quite a bit over the years uh, now. Like, uh, um, Kevin Gagnapain's been on, and uh, Jimmy Griffin, and oh yeah, Jim, he's a uh, fabulous guitar player. Yeah, and then all uh, Bill uh, Ryder on the keys, and um, Jake Elking on keys. Also, uh, all those guys that pretty much every member, John Pizzoni also on drums like all the pretty much everybody from el monstero oh, really? has been on, yeah. the, on the show and these guys are awesome <laughs> talk about talk about that but also the original stuff and like uh a lot of them you know most uh, a couple of the guys playing the urge and yeah and stuff so it's like uh you know it's just been fun to i mean is andy still in st louis do you know i mean no nah, that... i think he's uh la or something like really? that i think he comes to town they've done a couple of stir shows okay yeah i did they, remember they get they got back together they opened uh del mar hall that was one of the the that was the very first grand opening show there and then i think they came back a year later and played the pageant uh something like that so that's um, cool but yeah so i think he comes to town every now and then but i don't think he he lives here so. right uh but uh yeah yeah i mean Elmont, i saw you had a framed over there that's uh I mean, that's another one. I mean, we're talking about spectacle. Like, that's a. But they do it so good. Yeah. For a local thing, they do for it sure. so good. 
I mean, I put it off for years. I talked about so it. So did I. I, I. I was like, I'm not big on the, the tribute thing. I saw, I'd previously seen some really terrible tributes and I just kind of lumped them all together. Like, you know, that. But it's that, yeah. you see, they go beyond a tribute. Right. They really do. And that, I mean, and I guess that, that goes with anything, but like, but it just like, it, you know, there was, it put it off for years. Everybody kept telling me he's great. And I was like, a, and I finally went and saw it myself and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is. Yeah, you know, the sounds incredible. The show itself is incredible. The like, playing is incredible. You know, they just right. the way they do it. Yeah, you can close your eyes and it sounds like a Pink Floyd record. And I went to see them. Uh, oh man, about five years ago, maybe six years ago. But it was at uh, whatever Riverport, whatever yeah. it's called now. And I remember I was I saw them after we had seen Green Day. We'd saw Green, so that probably wasn't that long ago. It was probably about more like four or five. But Green Day had played, and then like three weeks later, we saw El Monstero. The place had way more people there for El Monstero yeah. than Green Day, right. and they, they had a helicopter flying around and yeah. had a megaphone yelling and stuff like that. That was so cool, you know. Yeah, I talked about uh, with Bill uh, about that the helicopter thing, and that, you know, they again they're just they every year they try to up it and do one, you know, top top themselves, and they said they they found out. One of their friends, a friend of a friend or something like that, had a helicopter, and they That's how they got it. and they're a Pink Floyd fan, and they were like, "All right, I'm, you know, I'll be there." And like, what's well, so they something like so? Yeah, it was like uh, just kind of organically grew until now. It's a, a part of the show, and now and but I mean, even that, like, I think about that like a lot, like the timing of it all, like how they the because they're playing the song, you know, it's like in a perfectly placed in the song and yeah. stuff, and like yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like you can just. Uh, pull a helicopter out of nowhere and like you know so uh, <laughs> no yeah you know it's all very planned they, yeah they have a lot of money behind them you can tell but they're they do it so well matter of yeah. fact a guy i knew know uh jim modulin i think he worked on some of the video presentation they had on the back wall whenever i saw him at uh umb yeah. <laughs> i never know what the name of the place is yeah. what is it oh it's hollywood oh, yeah. amphitheater all right and uh but yeah it's incredible the show they put on yeah. and i remember uh, uh a few years ago in 2017, we were supposed to see U2 on their uh, uh, Joshua Tree album, but then they had to cancel the concert because of some riots down St. Louis. And so uh, came, come December, I told uh, Amy, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's get some really good seats for El Monster. They were coming in December. And uh, then we stayed at the uh, hotel right next door. So it's perfect. It's, yeah. it's the best thing. And, man, they were so good. I remember, like, it. They, they took a break, and they come out, and they just sat around this little fire pit, and they did all the acoustic stuff. Yeah. And they did a lot of stuff from the Division Bell that night, which I thought was really cool, something sure. different, you know. Yeah. They, um, you know, they, they do a lot to keep it fresh mm-hmm. uh, after years, after, you know, years yeah. and years of doing it. So, yeah, they'll, they'll do different um, – each show, sometimes they'll do like a different set list. Uh, and some I've had, I've seen them do like you know, one night they do Wish You Were Here in its entirety, and the next night they do Dark Side entirety and different things like that. So they've they definitely um, do a lot like different themed and different stuff. And and I had heard, I think this is kind of a cool thing, you know, you, you said Wish You Were Here. So for that album, Have a Cigar, that song, that song. So neither Roger Waters or David Gilmore sang that song. It was a guy, Roy Harper. He was in the studio next to him. They didn't like the way they sang. So I believe I've heard that whoever sings that song at night is just some local guy. They always find somebody yeah, different to sing it. That's pretty cool. They've had like Steve Ewing of The Urge, um, uh, Matt. Uh, what's uh, There's a guy I know from a group called The Hounds. 
Yeah, jo- uh, uh, Jordan Sloan. Uh, is, is that him? With Hounds, yeah, he's come out and done it a couple times. Yeah, and, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've had all kinds of different players come in, but all their friends around town. They, I mean, that's pretty cool how they, they follow suit with what Pink Floyd did. They didn't sing it. And, so. it, and it's always a different guitar player for money also. Oh, it is? They always bring in a guest guitar player for that show hmm. or for that song. So they'll have, you know, uh, Eric Lysett's done in – Big Mike Geary and whatever. I mean, all all my friends around town, they've all. Oh, wow, that's so, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and I also, uh, uh, I think it's fun. I do um, a different song from Animals, like every night too, though. They switch yeah, it well, up. There's only, what, four or five songs right. on the album. <laughs> but they they don't, they, so it's just neat that they don't do, they don't stick to a set yeah, list. It's always yeah. something different. They switch it up a lot and keep it fresh because a lot of people go night after night also. there's Absolutely right. There's people that go see the show a couple times over the Christmas break uh-huh. and stuff, so. But yeah, so that's my that's our plug. Go see El Monster. <laughs> El Monster. Yeah. It started because I brought up Andy yeah. Schmidt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, let's drop in one of your tunes, man. We did uh, a couple of live acoustic songs uh, here today, and um, and so uh, we, you know we're talking a lot about some of the earliest days you were in original stuff. But today, uh, when people can come see you out, uh, you do mostly or all, I guess, covers, right? Uh, yeah, I do all covers. Um, I try to find songs that fit within my wheelhouse with my voice, and um, if I can, given the opportunity with a song, I'll try to do it my way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some songs just lend themselves just to just might as well just do it the way that uh, it's done. But sometimes uh, I don't know what song you're gonna play here. You gonna play Tom Petty? Sure. Yeah, we'll do you play it. Tom Petty. I I think I heard a, a different version of that because I didn't think that I would be able to sing like tom petty the way he did and i don't know if it translated really to acoustic the way so uh, i was able to kind of come up with a different way to do it and uh i kind of like that kind of thing you know? yeah she's a good girl loves her mama loves she
Uh, I mean, I imagine that's also makes it a little more fun for yourself too. Absolutely, to, right. To put your own little flair on it mm-hmm. uh, and make it make it your own in a sense in the best way you can. Yeah, because there's some songs that like, you know, I mean, some singers are just so they're so good that you know to to try to sing after them sounds kind of weird. But mm-hmm. if you just take do your own take on it, you know, I mean. That sometimes they, and again you could go hey you know i do it differently but mm-hmm. it sounds good you know people come up hey man it's a yeah. great version of that song you know that's kind of a cool thing sure i've always been big on that too like uh um you know like again if going to a tribute show you want to see them do it pretty close you know it's like uh, that's what you're going for pretty much yeah and then but like sometimes i as far as a, just a cover Sometimes I prefer somebody to do something original with it, like to twist it up a little bit. Um, you know, whether even if you completely flip it, like that's some, sometimes I, I enjoy like where I'm like, what is this? And then all of a sudden like you're right. And then it hits the chorus. You're like, okay, yeah. All right. I know this song. It's like, uh, so that kind of stuff where it's like throws you off completely. Like we're, they change the arrangement of it. And think, think how many times just in the, uh, Oh, think about how many bands did their own spin on mm-hmm. a cover tune, and it turns out their version is what is known, like Van Halen's yeah. uh, You Really Got Me. When you think sure. of that song, you don't think yeah. of the Kinks. You always think of Van Halen's version. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch uh, that... Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix did it with All Along the Watchtower. That's a Bob Dylan song, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think of Bob Dylan whenever I hear that song. Yeah, uh, that's... Uh... Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, obviously, uh, and then I think I see, saw a video you doing knocking on heaven's door. Um, yeah, I think I did that in that you, uh, video. Yeah. I, and, and oddly, I've hardly done that song live because yeah. I built after that all happened. I got my first fifty songs, then I added more, and yeah. so stuff starts getting left behind. I'm like, oh, I haven't done that song in a long time. Which I mean, I, obviously, I, I love the Clapton version, but. Uh, I was waiting to hear if you would, if, you know, do I, you know, or whatever, how like a uh, Axel sing, you know, ah, not, ah, not, knocking ah, on yeah. heaven's door. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I try to, I try to trim it yeah. down and do a, a happy medium there because yeah. I, I, I think sometimes if I'm singing like Axel Rose, it might look a little ridiculous. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm with you. Those uh, different covers over the years, like it just, uh, there's definitely those that kind of overshadow the uh, originals. Even I know, like. Um, and there's some people like don't even know of the originals. That's what I think is funny too. Like absolutely, when right. I, yeah, they don't, that's the only version they think of is the cover version. And so, right, so. I, I I know there's some songs that I think like people don't even know that that's not even really their song. Yeah, you know? I think like uh, what's uh, it's uh like Joan Jett. Uh, well, yeah, that that song. Uh, uh, well, I love rock and roll. Yeah. That's not her that's, song. Right. That's a cover tune, and like "Crimson Clover" by her was also yeah. a cover tune. So, but only people only know when right. you think of it, they think of Joan Jett. So, Quiet Riot. Remember the '80s band Quiet? They did "Come On, Feel the Noise," mm-hmm. and "Mama, We're All Crazy." That's funny. They did two songs by the same group, yeah. Slade. But yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, and even uh, another group that we're gonna play, but uh, Black Crows. I mean, a lot of people. Oh yeah, uh, you know, talk. They think hard to handle is one of theirs, and no, you know, so. But they did a great job of sure. it. They really did. Yeah, they did a swinging job of it. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. I like people doing it, making it on their own a little bit, and and you you stick uh, with Free Falling there. We we you stick to pretty close to the original. I mean, like pretty you know, close. The only thing that's right. probably different than that is probably the key I'm playing it yeah. in. And I think I brought it down a little bit. You know, that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, 
Was he uh, was Petty a big influence on you too, or are you or what? Do you, why do you um, or do you just pick songs because you know they're going to be? Uh, well, I try to. I, I, I pick songs that I think I can sing. First yeah. of all, it, it, bottom line is it's got because to be honest with you, you know, I was lead guitar player. Mm-hmm. I always have been, and um, I guess since since about two thousand six, I started playing uh, at a church for uh, their contemporary services. They I started going with my wife. And they just happened to be needing help for a contemporary service. And there was no way I was going to do that. But anyways, I ended up dragging my amp up there. But fortunately, because of my experience and they didn't have it, I was able to play how I played, which meant I ripped some guitar solos in church, (laughs) (laughs) you know, which is really cool. And then uh, after that, I went to uh, I went to a different church and uh, the worship leader there, who's a fabulous musician, his name is James Jones. And he... uh, he allowed me to play how I played. I got to have an amp on stage, and sometimes he'd tell me, "Put a guitar solo there." Oh, I want you know, and so I was still able to do the do the rock playing that I know how to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really I I don't consider myself a very good acoustic player. So you, you watch me. I'm really just strumming chords. I'm really just trying to hit chords. I'm just really concentrating on my vocal. Because right. um, I always feel like you know. People don't care if the guitar player is that good, you know what I mean. But if the vocal's bad, then they care. You know, <laughs> right. you know what I mean. Then they're like, "Oh man!" So I really, I really concentrate on my vocal a lot with what I do. Yeah, that's my main thing. And I have, uh, I have, uh, you know, I'm able to sometimes sound like the artist if it's in the same key. I try to sound like the artist. But then, like I said, sometimes like with Tom Petty, uh, I just tried to make it a. Uh, a decent tribute to him, mm-hmm. you know. He's because he's a great American songwriter. There's no doubt oh, about yeah. that, you know. And uh, so, yeah, those, those guys influence me more now as when I'm older, because I can listen to music and go, "Man, does he write a bad song?" You know, right? There's a. I mean, obviously, like I've been a Petty fan for a long time. Uh, he's kind of he's got an interesting career. Like you think about, like you know, obviously. Um, Hit big early with a you know breakdown and you know stuff, uh, but like in the same, and I also kind of feel the same way about like an Aerosmith, like where they they almost had like a resurgence in the '90s, like where they completely reinvented themselves. I mean, like well, when, they get, they got sober, right? And because they, they were a mess. I just I, that one podcast we were talking about Discovery yeah. just went over one of their albums. They were a mess, and mm-hmm. they 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 couldn't function and but their comeback album was at a permanent vacation right and that just blew them out into the stratosphere then i'll you know but, but petty dropped like wildflowers and like that's a that was a game changer for his career also and, right um you know so it's like it's just uh you know these guys have been doing it for 20 something years of the time and then they, they totally like reinvented themselves and changed their career for, and right you know and probably with some good management they're yeah. able to do that and i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with it i mean i'm an older person like i i just think that you know oh they're so formula well yeah there's a formula because they know it works you know they're not do they're doing it to make money but also it is them mm-hmm. and i don't know it's they're not trying to reinvent the wheel a lot right. of times you know i mean i don't think elton john's writing his best stuff but he's still winning awards and having yeah. hits you know yeah um but yeah i uh it's uh it's fun man i enjoy like you know 
following people's careers. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just, sometimes I'll get in late with some artists. Like, I mean, obviously a lot of the stuff you're, you're playing a lot of the hits and these are people I've been, you know, very well celebrated, but sometimes I'll get into like, I'll discover somebody way later in their career and I'll go back and I enjoy kind of discovering a lot of music backwards. Or also in that sense, I also like, we've kind of talked about some of the, you know, Hendrix, uh, influence and people or you know, some people will say stuff like that. They'll say, Oh yeah, well there was like, this guy, this band or whatever. And I'll go back and I'll listen to that too. Like it'll introduce me to different artists, uh, prior to them. And like, so it's fun to continually, you know, been doing this for a long time, listening to a lot of music and still discovering new stuff is always a lot of fun for me. I do the same thing during 2020, whenever we had, uh, lockdowns and whatever, you know, I remember uh, being down here, and and I never liked Metallica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just really didn't get. But then I got a buddy that just loves them, and uh, I just started getting into them. I started listening. You know, I listened. To, what happened was I bought their newest album that they had. Um, it's it's uh, what is that one? It's got the weird cover. It's white with all their faces on it, but it's in different colors. I can't think of the name, yeah. of it, but. Uh, I got that. It's their newest yeah. studio album. And uh, I was like, I kind of like this, you know? And yeah. So then I do the same thing. I, so then I started like a backwards thing over the career and reading about the albums, watching their videos and stuff like that. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a little hobby. I, I could, I do that with classic rocks because there's, I did that the other day with ELO. Mm-hmm. I, I just listened to a podcast with them. I was like, yeah. So I started listening to some of their stuff. And I don't know, it gives you a frame of reference for the times. And sometimes you can hear other bands and their music, you know, you sure. they, or or you hear where they got their influences and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. It's fun. <clears throat> yeah, we can't help it, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> we're audiophiles. Right. There's a. Uh, I just went and saw uh, Jeff Faulkner put together a nice uh, ELO tribute called Mister uh, Blue, Blue Sky, and um, I just went and saw that show a little bit ago for the first time, and and ELO has been like one of those groups like. Obviously, I knew some of the songs for sure, uh, but like when I sat and listened to two hours of the music, I'm like, man, man there's so much more that I totally forgot that I knew. And right, stuff. You, you didn't realize how right. many great songs I had. Yeah, that's exactly what happened whenever to, whenever I listened to. I was like, oh wow, yeah. oh wow, I forgot about this song. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, especially like a lot of movie soundtracks mm-hmm. and different things, and I mean, they were all over for a long time. But it's just one of those bands that, like, you know, I, I mean, obviously they're in their own. There's where they're very well celebrated and for a lot of people, but it's like there's also a lot of it. Like I, you know, if I sat and tried to like name it off the top of my head, it probably only come up with a couple, you know. But like as I sat and listened to these, I was like, oh yeah, I remember these. I remember this song right, and this right. song. And so it's kind of it's fun too to like rediscover uh, somebody some other songs too like that. Now, do you do you ever uh, <clears throat> do you ever listen to any 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 country music at all? Oh yeah, like yeah. the older stuff. For sure. me, it's the older stuff. Yeah, I grew up listening to it in my with my mom and dad they they listened to all the old stuff from the 60s and 70s and uh matter of fact when i was trying to play rock music my mom would always be like you need to play country music yeah. that's where the money's at i'm like i'm not doing that for money i'm yeah. 14 years old <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh so i didn't get a lot of support from from that aspect of it but yeah that that old stuff like i, I love johnny cash stuff and uh, charlie rich mm-hmm. and some of those uh some of those guys from back then because i don't know today's country it's very it's almost like pop. Oh, yeah. It's pop sure. country, and uh, it's and back then country was a sound. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much out there 
trying to convince people how country you were with the way you looked or the way or the words you used. You know, they just sing yeah. about everyday stuff, but oh, it was yeah. a sound. Yeah. And now it's very... I think a lot of that was pedal steel. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that, that sound, that twang. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, was, I'm, uh, I talk about it a lot too. Like, uh, it's not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like, you know, the the country thing, but I remember, I do have a very vivid memories of my dad buying the um, Conway Twitty box set. Yeah, and I, I used to, we used to drive around in his truck, listen to a lot of Conway Twitty, and and uh, I still love those songs. And Yeah, it didn't bother uh, me when I was a kid either. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's funny. Now, you know, I was talking about like discovering stuff like later too. Like, um, I've you know, recently have like gone back to revisit those songs as an adult, and you realize just how dirty all those songs are. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's like he just uh, he just said it, like, he didn't, he didn't yeah. care, but they did it in a way that wasn't so right. obvious yeah. and inoffensive, you know, right? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, uh, but it was <laughs> like he tried to be smooth about some of it, but just all the you know, tight fitting jeans and love, yeah. love to lay you down and all right. that. And it's like, you know, kiss him, kiss an angel. Good morning. Yeah. Love her like the devil when yeah. you get home. <laughs> all right. Uh, but you know, it was just like, it was just funny. how like, uh, hearing some of these songs. I was like, man, these are some, some dirty songs. Um, but no, I, uh, I don't know. just, uh, but definitely a lot of, a lot of old countries, uh, still, I mean, there's, there's people doing it today that are very, you know, rooted in, the old stuff like that and then bringing it to new people. And, um, you know, I think about it guys, especially like there seems to be this huge resurgence right now with like, uh, Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers and, you know, a lot of like real songwriters and like bringing this kind of a classic country sound to, to, to modern music. And, uh, and those guys are, I mean, like crushing it right now. Like, I mean, and and they have no radio support either, which is crazy. Like, wow, these guys are doing like, stadiums you know and stuff or arenas and things uh and uh or you know big theaters at least and and they have like no radio support behind them or anything no nope. so, so you think that's kind of like the uh you know like, like people always say oh rock is dead All right i don't think it's dead but you know me and you, we, we seek out. We have to go look mm-hmm. for the music. Oh, yeah. Whereas when I was young, the music came to me through my radio, right. but it doesn't anymore. It's like stopped, you know. Sure. And the only thing you hear now is new stuff. So you think like in the country vein, all they're being fed is the new country, and then that old country is is not even thought about? Yeah. I, I don't know the answer, but definitely like that's what's going on with with music is you have – it's – you are fed uh, certain things, and but there's like – but between all the services and everything else and, like, just digging, like, I've I've tried to say it all the time. I mean, even locally, like, people will say, like, oh, I like uh, this band or whatever. I'm like, well, if you like that band, I probably could recommend a band locally that you can go see for, you know, a couple times a month or whatever. And they're right here and they're, they sound just as good as what you're, you know, but they just don't have, they're not on your radio. They're not all over your TV and stuff. And. Uh, right. you know and then same there's all references can go on and on but like the same thing like there's people say you know like I said rock is dead but there's like so many great original yeah. new, new rock groups yeah. going, I mean like whatever you're into whatever particular sound that's why I always tell people like too that there's whatever you're into whatever that sound is 
there's somebody else that also was like heavily influenced by that sound and making their own new original music that kind of falls in that right, vein. Of, right. So, uh, that's what I find. Yeah. I mean, I, I snoop around on Spotify and it's kind of cool. Cause if I find like a new group that I like, all of a sudden, some newer groups that kind of sound like them, and then yeah. and I just, the next thing you know, I'm I'm playing stuff for Amy. I'm like, yeah, man, check out this new, you know. And I we went to uh, you ever heard of Nothing But Thieves? Mm-hmm. They're they're a British band. Yeah, we went to Kansas City to see them. There we love their music nice. so much, and the Blue Stones. Um, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of good music, but like I said, you got to hunt for it. It seems right. like, you know, yeah. which is kind of the drag. But yeah, I mean that's a really like. A, it became an addiction for a while. I was doing all sorts of digging for mm-hmm. a long time, and you know, and even doing this show, I'm always like striving, trying to find something new and different and and stuff. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a hobby for sure. It's a yeah, it keeps it, you busy, yeah. keeps you thinking, all right. But yeah. it's also part of the fun. Like when I go do see go see a live show and stuff, and like I always like to make sure to get there early and see the the openers and stuff because some of those openers are, you know, the next thing so it's there's been a bunch of them that i see in small clubs and then the next summer they come around and they're you know playing arenas and stuff like that so you ever uh you, you ever heard of the struts mm-hmm. me and amy yeah. saw them coming out of covid we were supposed to see them during covid but then we saw them coming out of covid at uh the pageant man they were this fun yeah i mean that, that singer is really a great singer and he puts very freddie mercury influence sure. very much oh, so yeah. but uh but they do a really good job and write a bunch of good songs. Plus, uh, I think uh, I'm going to see them September. I'm going to see the uh, Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. And they're opening for Chili Peppers on that. Uh, I, you know, I think you'll like them. They're really good. Where's yeah. Chili, where are they playing, Chili Peppers? Well, we're going to Orlando to see them. Oh, okay. Uh, my brother-in-law lives in uh, Jacksonville and picking him up along the way and going to vacation down there and see the Chili Peppers. And so it should be a, should be a fun night. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, like one of the nights uh, they're doing like some West Coast dates, West Coast dates with uh, with Beck, and I, oh, I would, really? that would have been the I would like to see that. I've never seen Beck live. I think you'll enjoy the struts, though. I think. Yeah, you will. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'll, but I'm just like I'm not, I've just never seen Beck, and yeah, it would have oh, been, yeah, okay, yeah. been it would have been cool to see them both at the same night, and yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's also uh, Thundercat is opening up also that show, kind of newer act. Uh, I think. It, bass player or something I don't, I don't know much about him oh wow but so i'm excited to see there's a, uh you ever heard a or there's a royal blood mm-hmm. oh, it's yeah. a bass player and a drummer i mean yeah. they sound they, yeah. they, they write some good songs and they got a good sound yeah two guys it's unbelievable yeah well let's uh let's toss in another tune and uh i mentioned uh black crows earlier uh yeah. and uh you do a song she talks to angels yep. and uh this is just a i mean beautiful song like, yeah, it is it, classic it, it really is and you do a great job Tell you she's an orphan 
Paints her eyes as black as night now She pulls her shades down tight She gives a smile when the pain comes They ain't gonna make everything alright Says she talks to angels They call her out by her name Oh yeah, she talks to angels Across around her neck. Oh, yeah, the hair is from a little boy, and the cross is someone she has not met. Not yet. She says she talks to angels. Says they all know her name. Oh, yeah, she talks. What's a, it's like a, 
open tuning on that? Yeah, uh, I think it's a it's an open D. You yeah. actually tune your strings up. It's different. Mm-hmm. You, you tune two strings up a full step, and then your G strings just goes to a, a G sharp, and, and then it just rings out. Yeah, and, it sounds uh, real, real pretty though. It's like yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool song, and I, that's a really good vocal line. His vocal line, and that so so that's a song where really I don't try to do it anything but what how he does it. I think he does such a good job of it. You know. Yeah, we were uh, t- uh, talking a little off mic, but just like you know, those some of their stories and like those guys. Uh, what you you said you got to go see them uh, on the uh, Shake Your Money yeah, yeah, reunion, yeah, uh, which is a bummer that they couldn't. They were like, well, that one got postponed and stuff, but like, but just like everything with like that they couldn't keep it together longer, like in the middle right. the, of yeah. their hate. I, I was so. actually disappointed. Uh, we bought the tickets whenever we heard it was coming out, but then whenever I found out that. I mean, well, in, in all honesty, their their main keyboard player they had for the best part of their career, Ed Harsh, he was older than them. He ended up passing away. And then, but I was hoping that Steve Gorman, he was an original member of the band. I was hoping that he would be there. But, and then, like I said, if you read their book, you'll find out why he wanted no part of it. So <laughs> right. he's still making money from them because he still owns part of it in the band. But, yeah. but they were really good. They were, it was a good show that night. And, but they, they sounded good. There's a bunch of groups I mean, going on like that. Just whatever reason, like they can't keep it together. They hate each other so much that they the band breaks up or they can't even <laughs> be in the same room together anymore. Well, I'll but, tell you what. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do what I'm doing. Right. I mean, I decide what songs are yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to do. Nobody argues. Every now and then, Amy. She'll be like, "Oh, you ought to try this song, or you ought to do this song, or you got to do this song." You know? <laughs> but other than that, it's like I decide how I play it, and it's low maintenance. You know, you don't have to worry about it, all that squabbling and stuff like that. And, right. Um, That's how I work alone too. So yeah, it, I get <laughs> gives you a lot of freedom. You know. Yep freedom to mess up too also if i mess up then that's me you know sure. but I'm, I'm okay with that yeah is uh so i mean obviously like i said you're doing a lot of covers out there and stuff do you ever you ever had the itch to write your own originals or is it or i i did it for a long time as lead guitar player right. so i wasn't thinking so much in terms of me singing a song and i've thought about it shane but you know i mean i'm playing at places and i think that if I don't know. I think if I play an original, it's going to be a distraction or it might yeah. get buried or I don't know. Maybe I don't have anything to say. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I've, of course I've thought about it, especially I didn't know when I started doing this that I would be able to sing as well as I, as I have been able to. I really didn't know. I was very nervous. So I guess it was in, uh, so last year was 20. So like around December of 2020, is when I decided, hey, we want to start doing this. And I had a, I had a buddy that was going to do it with me. It was going to be me and him, you know. And that, that was going to free up because he could sing too. So he could sing some songs. I could sing some songs. And um, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. And I, and it was this is like in January of 2021. And I said to Amy, I go, what am I going to do? And she goes, do it yourself. Sure. We've got all that stimulus money. Go get everything you need. Yeah. Go get whatever you need. And I was like, I was taken aback, really. But um, so I, you know, I was like, no, I'm not going to go get a PA. I want to make sure I'm going to do this first. So 
that setup you, that you see over there, that amplifier, the mic stand. And I, I went and bought all that. Um, I got an upgrade on a guitar. And then I, was, I got a pedal board that's upstairs. But uh, I did that. And then I just sat down here. And every day I'd learn three, at least three songs. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. Learn three songs a day. And whenever I get up to 50 songs, I said, go find me some gigs. We'll start calling some places. So, But as I was doing that, I was noticing, wow, I'm starting to develop a <clears throat> a voice mm-hmm. that I'd never had before. And it was kind of funny because one of my all-time favorite singers is Chris Cornell, Soundgarden. Oh, yeah. I thought, I think he has one of the best voices ever for rock music. And in some of the songs that I do, I try to channel his, that he has like a scream, but it's not really a scream. You know, it's his voice, but it's not really a scream. It's not that 80s scream yeah. or anything like that. And... um and I was like really happy with it. I was like, wow, I can't believe that. I don't know where this is coming from. So, but, and then along with, you know, Amy saying, yeah, that sounds great. That the confidence that, uh, that she, that, so Amy's my wife, right. by the way, uh, for the listeners. And, uh, she manages me and she, she works in marketing. So she knows how to network and she knows how to talk to people. And, uh, like I was telling you, Shane, that keeps all the pressure off of me. I don't have to worry about trying to get gigs. Cause I, would pro- <laughs> I think I would be so bad at that, but you know, she just sells me and then I just show up and play and she does all the, you know, talking with the owners and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. It's, it's, it's worked out really well. And I really thought, and I don't know if, what she thought, but I thought it was going to be hard to get her foot in the door on this music thing and all these, you know, places. Cause I'm just moving in on it. Right. But coming out of 20, there was still, even when we came out in 2021, there were still some musicians I don't think that were going to come out. And man, we just started getting it all. I mean, it just started, it just from the, it was like the gates just opened and then we just had all these gigs and it's never stopped. It's been really cool. I don't know if that's a testament, a testament to uh, the level that I'm playing at or. I just think that places just want live music. Right. They know it brings people in, and they just everybody's wanting it. So it's just out there. Yeah. Gigs all the time. Well, big shout out to Amy for sure. Uh, oh yeah, well, I, yeah. There, there's no <laughs> way. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I I can do what I do, but you you have to have yeah. somebody. Sure. You know, I, I'm just I. I I just didn't think that I would be able to do do this, and I'm just so I'm so blessed. I'm I'm so thankful that this has worked out the way it has because I don't know what I would have done. Because you know, my electric guitar playing, I love doing it, but man, getting a band together yeah. and all the heavy amplifiers and all that <laughs> stuff, right. you know, you're like, oh, God. yeah. Well, you can catch uh, first things first coming to. Uh, a bar near you. We got a bunch of great dates in July coming up. Uh, uh, July first at Friendship Brewing in Winsville. Uh, you got uh, the the eighth at uh, Crossroads, ninth at Oak and Front. Uh, was that Washington, right? Yeah, that uh, is in Washington. And then uh, uh, the July tenth at the Quarry in New Melly, and the fourteenth at Two Shamrocks O'Fallon. It's twenty second at Barrels. And that's uh, what St. It's barrels. That's a K and N, I believe. So yeah. filing also, yeah. I think so. Twenty uh, third at Iron Turbine. And that is the, that show. The twenty third is actually our one year birthday party. All it's right. St- the, the Iron Turbine jumped on us right away, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Do it real quickly. Uh, so the, we played on the twenty third of July last year, but the week before, I didn't even have a PA. Yeah. 
because I had ordered this PA, but because of the supply chains, they couldn't promise me when it would be here. So I actually had that one bought, waiting on it. I had to buy another one that I could go pick up Uh just in case. I was a nervous wreck that week because I also put my guitar to get worked on, and they weren't getting it back to me. I had no PA, no guitar, not my <laughs> not my main guitar. Right. And uh, I got my guitar back on like a Wednesday, and then I pl- I was playing on a, on a Friday, and uh, the PA shows up Thursday at four thirty. So I had to wow. set that thing up and learn it and figure it out real quick before my very first gig. But but then it was like I played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So yeah, we're having our we're so, we're making it my you know uh, one year anniversary, and uh, we're looking forward to that. People out there at the Iron Turbine are good people, good property yeah, too. Very nice, man. Well, that's exciting. Uh, and then uh, July twenty seventh, Edge Wild in Chesterfield area. Mm-hmm, that's and, a restaurant there. And 29th at Chillax in Wentzville. So yep. you're getting all over the uh, the greater uh, St. Louis area here and yep. stuff. So you can come out and uh, support and uh, enjoy some beverages and, and some good tunes. And Yeah, most of the places I play have some pretty good uh, beer choices. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking, if you're into the beers. Right. Uh, and food, man. They, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Edgewell's well, uh, got good food. And uh, Friendship's got yeah, awesome food. Do. I mean, yeah. So there's uh, I think they have a, uh, they've got a, uh, what is it? What's a drink with tomato juice? A Bloody Mary bar oh, yeah. on Sundays yeah. goes to like two o'clock or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get, and of course you can find uh, First Things First on Facebook. Yep. And and uh, it's first with the the number one st. So it's first. Was, what what uh? So you you mentioned like First Things First is you. You're, uh, but like, why? What was like some of the motivation you think to 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 come up with the uh, the, the name? Well, I can't I can't take credit for the name because I, th- I think it was Amy that came up with it. And it's just like a testament to just one guy. Right. First things, you just pick up your acoustic guitar and you start singing. You know, first things first. I am kind of went back, Yeah. you know, as far as what I've done in my life as far as music. And uh, uh, so that was it. I mean, and it's kind of weird. Sometimes I'm always like with Amy, I'm like, you think we should just use my name from now on? Because, I mean, it seems like most of the acts that, do this they use their name and i don't know maybe that's something i have to look into but i don't know maybe this distinguishes us and people remember that it's not just someone's name because you know names can you know so it's it's work with us we got you know we got business cards we got a logo and all that and we got um the, the 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 person who did our video was uh jennifer and don glenn jennifer does the video and her husband don does the audio i can't thank them enough because i think that video really helped us because it looks so professional yeah and that's the kind of work they do and then christy parks does all of our graphics that you see on facebook she does all that and uh i've got a lot of uh <laughs> i got a lot of good women behind me you know it's so i got a good team and that that, that means a lot you know yeah uh well, let's throw in uh one more song we did today and this is uh collective souls world i know uh great soon. great yeah great uh these guys are one i've been you know a fan of for a long time also and um i got to see them a couple a couple years ago and they came to town on like a the, the point did uh like a way back point fest thing and they were there with like uh everclear and oh, I used to uh gin blossoms and a bunch of like great 90s bands and i was just uh it was a fun night, and then um, uh, so. I'm, but they're coming back. I think July 
17th or something like that oh, yeah. at, at uh, St. Louis Music Park. You know, and, uh, uh, so I'm excited to see them again. I was playing at um, uh, Third Wheel Brewing in K Springs, and this guy comes up to me after I got done playing that song, and he goes, "Hey, interesting thing about that song. I used to be DJ. I can't remember where the guy said he was at." He goes, and this was probably about, I don't know, 10 years ago. That song is pretty old, actually. And he goes, um, we had that song, and then there's a song by, um, oh, who does the song, Iris? Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, Goo Goo. There's another song, though, by them. I can't remember the name of the song by the uh, Goo Goo Dolls. It was a big hit. Slide, maybe? No, not Slide. Um, name? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, right. Is that the name of the song, Name? I yeah. think that's it. I yeah. won't tell me your name. Maybe. Yeah, he goes, uh. He said, so we had, we had, uh, we were coming up with, with playlists, you know, because that's all radio is based on. He said, we had Name by the Goo Goo Dolls and that song by uh, Collective Soul. And he goes, Collective Soul song tested higher than any song we had, but we didn't know what to do with it because it was an old song. He goes, eventually we had to move it to the classic, but man, he goes, it tested better than any of the yeah. songs. And that is, that's a great song. It's, it's kind of timeless. You know, when you hear it, it sounds as new today as it did when it came out. Yeah. As our conscious show As the sweet breeze blows All kindness gone Hope still lingers on I put myself a newfound pity Living alone in New York City And I don't know why So I walk up on high and I 
still sound great i was wondering about that like you know it's a, it was the first time i saw them live that uh the first time there and so um i was wondering how the voice would hold up and everything else how how the band would sound some some you know better than others at that you know especially but he sounded good he sounded really good yeah because yeah. he, he never really was that guy that strained right. his voice a whole bunch yeah it's it's pretty remarkable like with some of those guys like you think of singing all these years night after night um you know it's like they say like roger daltrey still sings in the same original key as he wrote those songs really? and stuff like that's like it's gonna you know it's wild to think about that his voice is still holding up like that you know i, I saw ronnie james dio in 2007 with heaven and hell and i think he passed away about two or three years after that and he was 63 when I saw him, and his voice sounded just as good from the day that yeah. he started. And But, you know, he was never a guy that really, I think he took care of his voice. Yeah. Never heard about Ronnie Dean deals and drugs or alcohol, sure. stuff like that. I think some, but but some of those guys, I think, altered their voice so much. Like Rob Halford from Judas Priest was saying so high and so hard for so long that now he has a completely different voice. It yeah. sounds, I don't think it always sounds that great. Yeah, you know, like uh, poor Brian Johnson of ACDC had to quit. He had to keep singing like Back in Black for the next thirty years. It's hard to do, you know. That man, ACDC's a uh, they're a phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, it's just, well, you get you replaced your. Uh, original saying well he passed away right with another guy that sound from a completely different country that sounds just like well he he, bond had more of a um belly voice he was more singing from his belly where brian's singing from his throat but he still had that same uh like it was was, he he blended right right, in there's a lot of unique qualities to their voices and that you know it's kind of hard to find two guys that sound yeah yeah they struck gold when they got him because they were just on the brink and then bond passed away and then Back in Black comes out and right. the rest is history. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never got to see those guys live. Was, I never have yeah. either. I, I, I'm sure I'll regret that, that I never saw them. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I don't, I guess we're probably never going to, never going to happen now. Well, I think, um, well, they just put out a new album. I bet you they do come back yeah. around. Without Marcus. Without who? With Marcus, right? Their drummer or? You, you mean singer. Because I think Brian Johnson's back with him. No, uh, but in, didn't uh, Angus's brother? What was it? Oh, Malcolm passed Mal- away. Mal- well, yeah. you know. So what happened was is uh, the the last album. Yeah. I think it was the last album. They have a cousin. Yeah. That has filled in for Malcolm before in the yeah. '90s when Malcolm Malcolm was in uh, rehab, I think, 
and uh, he played on the new album that they just had. So I think that he he's with their cousin. Yeah. Keep it in the young family, and sure. so uh, you know I think they. Uh, ZZ Top kind of just did that too, like uh, with after Dusty passed. Yeah, they, they had a guy that was uh, their the, guitar tech, I think, and who also has a giant beard. Uh, and, <laughs> and kept it. And, and the only guy in the band that doesn't have a beard, his last name's Beard, yeah, the right. drummer. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that was like Dusty's like dying wish was like keep the band going and really? stuff and like said so they they played like the next night after it like it, yeah I remember that it was yeah. like it was right on like he just kept they kept it going and it was like it was sad I, I remember seeing pictures of like Dusty's hat on the mic stand up there oh, and so wow. I was like it was pretty heavy but I mean it's wild to think about that they kept those three original guys together like sixty right. years or something like that it's kind of like Rush I'm a big Rush fan I love them and. That it was always just the three of them, yeah. And you know they never broke up. They only quit whenever Neil Peart had some problems with his family, lost his wife and his daughter, and then uh, yeah, his passing was kind of it kind of was sudden too. Yeah. But they're so private. He was actually dealing with whatever his issues were for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean it's um, we could do. I'm not sure we can swap rock and roll stories. Uh, Oh yeah, all night oh, long yeah. and stuff. But yeah. uh, so you're getting ready to celebrate one year. Um, but uh, as first things first, and is there? Uh, do you have any anything in mind like goals or or um, a, the dream gig or any? Is there what do you have stuff you think about that you want to do with this uh, project? And um, you know, right now I just consider it like it's still new to me, and uh, I mean. If we would ever start getting places that were bigger, uh, you know, uh, but really, I've been working at the same. I, I have a job at Schnooks. I've been at Schnooks with, will be 39 years in August. And my body's not getting any younger, and the floors are still made of concrete. All right. Yeah. And, and I just, I really want to retire early and have this going before you know pensions come around and before i can even draw my pension you know sure yeah they're gonna wait but um i i I don't know and you know i've thought about it would be kind of cool if uh maybe uh i'm playing some night and maybe a really good guitar player a good acoustic guitar player hears me and goes oh man i'd really like to to play with somebody that could sing you know and uh Maybe a collaboration, you know, and yeah. we get you know do something like that. Because right now I'm out there on my own. Like I said, it's really easy, but um, sometimes it's you know it's all on me. Mm-hmm. But that, something like that would be cool. I don't see myself ever playing in bands, doing the uh, electric guitar thing again. I just don't. Yeah. Like I said, it's just so <laughs> much, and, and trying to get a lot of people to to practice, and right. you know the coordination of schedules is so hard, and so. But yeah, that's my goal is just to really just to keep doing this and and make a name, and because uh, I see so many people that have done this for a long time out there, and uh, I'm pretty envious of them that they've. I wish I had done this sooner. Right. I really wish that I had gotten into this sooner. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's been a fun ride. Me and Amy, we we love doing the gig. She always goes with me and sets up my tip bucket and and yeah. and talks to you know people that are enjoying it and stuff like that and yeah and the owners you'll talk with the owners and we've made a lot of good friends and people and contacts so i right now we're just taking it for what it is and uh who knows i mean it's music you never know what could happen <laughs> something could happen i'm done next year you just never know but yeah but hopefully that's not the case yeah oh, yeah man i'm excited uh, i got a 
come out and rock with you one of these nights and uh and uh come see it for myself i, I haven't unfortunately i haven't made it to a to a gig oh yet, that's all but, right um, hey, but you know what though i made it to one of your gigs yeah. this is my first podcast yeah. ever this is awesome you know just doing some it's something different you know i mean it's just kind of we'll put this in our uh in our folder for you know our in our photo album and stuff yeah. like that you know i mean it's, it's cool I, I really appreciate you uh taking the time to come out here to my home and uh and talk i've had a good time trading stories like i said we could do this all day all right oh yeah if there was enough beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple of questions I've been having fun going around asking, and uh, and just get your take on some of these. And uh, <clears throat> one I wanted to kind of think about that was like, uh, what you know, I, you got a pretty expansive catalog of different tunes, but do you find there's which one do you feel like that kind of like pops the most uh, for uh, when you play them out? Like, is there a certain one you feel like responds to every? Yeah. Uh, so I usually wait a little bit. And man, when I play Folsom Prison Blues, man, yeah. people that, that that like gets it going. Oh yeah. Once that gets going, then I can do some of my other uh, songs that are kind of like uh, sing sing along stuff. There's some country. I do some country songs, but right. they're they're old, like uh, Family Tradition, and then uh, what's that? Uh, you don't have to call me darling, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then Amy made me learn uh, the Neil Diamond song, Sweet Caroline. Sure. And I played it the other night, and, and, and it works like a charm. Oh yeah. <laughs> as soon as you play it, people are like dun dun dun. You know they. I, and I so, think uh, yeah. I think Neil just. I saw a video. He just sang it at the ballpark at the end of the night. Yeah, but you know what drove me crazy? So I was listening to the radio, and the announcer yeah. goes, oh, you got to hear this. He goes, this drove me nuts. So there was Neil Diamond at a Boston, and he's retired. So he came. He had the good, He was nice enough to come and sing that song. But then next to him, they had the guy who was playing Neil Diamond in a Broadway musical. Well, this guy thought he could out-sing Neil Diamond, and he sang all over Neil Diamond, yeah. and he was horrible. Right. And in the background, you can hear Neil Diamond singing it the way it's supposed to be sung. Yeah. It was kind of uh, crazy. But, yeah. Uh, but that song works. But So, yeah, usually whenever I play that song, that's usually when... Because I, I kind of start off my first set feeling the crowd out and get my voice warmed up. And then by the time I do that song, the, I can tell if it's how it's going to go. And then, uh, then that kind of pops it, like you said. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, pe- there's, a, I mean, there's a bunch of obviously, but like... And it all varies by your set of skills, you know, like... And how you perform it and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes. But... Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's certain songs that, especially some of those are are sing-alongs, and you know there's a reason why people talk about the, uh, uh, you know, like the wagon wheel and the you know these these class uh, people that do a lot of covers kind of get tired of some of these songs because they have to do it. They right people request I, I them it. all the time and it. stuff. But uh, you know, or so like there's the whole like uh, meme, you know, of the. Uh, the you know sweet home alabama is a 20 dollar tip and you know whatever it is you know different things yeah right so you know it's just like uh but people love those songs for whatever i mean especially you know sweet carolina whatever you know whenever i played uh she talks to angels yeah when you record me i saw you kind of get into it yeah that's another one when i play that people you could see people at the table going oh yeah yeah i love this song yeah and as long as i'm doing it good that that's my i just want to make sure i'm singing it good yeah uh all right what about um uh if you so i was thinking uh, this is one i kind of threw in here recently is uh uh, a fictional band you could go see live like is uh, from you know obviously you're a fan of movies as well like is there a certain band uh from any of the movies that you've seen that like you're like man that would be cool to see that huh. uh, experience live and 
Uh, what about Steel Dragon from Rockstar? Yeah. Did you ever yeah. see Rockstar with yeah. Mark Wahlberg? Right. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, and Miles. What, Zach Weil was in that. He was. Wasn't uh, Miles Kennedy did the vocals or something, I think? No, actually, it was a, it was a, it was a guy from a, a band called Steelheart from the 80s. Okay. But it was, that band in the movie was yeah. Zach Wild. Uh, I think Jeff Pilson from Dokken was the bass player. I don't okay. remember who the drummer was, but I remember those two. But yeah, yeah. I remember Zach was in it because they had that sound. Sure. And then Mark Wahlberg on lead vocal. He, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. There was a, uh, I recently, um, I thought it was cool with like that, uh, a Star is Born movie. Um, oh, yeah. His band, yeah. But his band, like, so Bradley Cooper's band in the movie is is actually Lucas Nelson and The Promise of the Real. They were good. Uh, and which he, is, which he is wrote really, those songs. Yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't know, they're like really good, well done for, I didn't know Bradley could sing like that. I but, did not either. But it was, uh, I thought those were well done. and But it was cool to see, I've, I've become kind of friendly with uh, Lucas over the, you know, just seen him over the years a bunch of times and. So I was I was watching that movie a while back and I was like, Oh hey, I know those guys like so that was cool. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know, it'd be uh there's a bunch of them I think about like um Spinal Tap. Doc Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Uh, What's whatnot. that from? It was from Muppets. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so I don't know, there's all kinds of them I think would be uh fun to experience live. Um but uh all right, what about um uh, a song you wish you wrote. Is there uh, a song a- anything I- you think about me? Like, man, I wish this was uh, hmm. one of mine. Well, I, one of my all-time favorite songs is uh, when it comes. When I think about it, it comes to mind is uh, "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" by oh, Tears yeah. for Fears. I love that song. I never get tired of hearing it. When it comes on, I just gotta listen to it. Something about it, and I, I'd say that song. I really, yeah. I really enjoy uh, that that song a lot. For sure. But for I guess legendary status, maybe Stairway Heaven or yeah. Hotel California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a little different, but just triggered a memory. I went to see uh, Stephen Lynch last night, and uh, he's uh, my musician comedian. Uh, you know, acoustic guitar and writing a bunch of silly songs and. And, uh, and he, uh, he has a song that he did as a duet with a woman and he, what he, last night he sang it with his buddy Rod who did the woman part and, and, uh, it was really, it was really funny just to see the, the dynamic between there. Like, and, but the whole song is like a love song kind of thing. And, and he's saying, I like, uh, it was like, yeah, it was that, that Phil Collins song was playing. And, and then, so it goes into the second verse and it's her, her verse and Rod singing it. And then of course, uh, and he says, uh, and he goes, yeah, but it, it definitely wasn't a Phil Collins song. And he's like, I'm pretty sure it was. And like, and it's like, so they kind of like start arguing in the middle, <laughs> you know, in the song. And and he's like, I think it was more like a Mike's and, Mike and the Mechanics song or something. And he's like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, you know, it's the other guy from Genesis. And like, you know, like, uh, and like, uh, so it was just funny. Like, but there was definitely a lot of like that stuff that all kind of did could easily kind of start running together and stuff like you know, oh, yeah, in the yeah. 80s and things or whatever but yeah but uh it was just funny that they're arguing like over who what band what song it was what band it was and and stuff but uh anyway but yeah just thinking about like uh uh the, i think there uh, uh you know obviously there that song's huge and thing but i think i feel like it could be mistaken tears for fears could be mistaken for some other group sometimes oh, and, absolutely and yeah. stuff. people probably i mean and it's just uh you know i think about the the arrow one 
what uh, don't you forget about me yeah. uh, uh what was that um i know that band too yeah who is that they also do a live and kick in yeah uh, uh yeah i'm blanking on the name now i, I can't yeah I can't think of what that band is. Name. Yeah, right in if you hear. If you hear <laughs> yeah, and I love that band yeah. too. But yeah, they could be mistaken. There was yeah. there were those English bands sure. from that era in the eighties, and they were really really good. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, I I feel like um, like in the era of like a Napster and stuff like that, people people were always uh, like mislabeling songs and things like. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Um, people just didn't know the name of these bands or titles of songs and. Stuff like that. It's always funny. Simple Minds. There it is. Uh. Yeah. Uh, or like, uh, you know, when they call like uh, um, The Who's uh, Teenage Wasteland. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's Bob uh, O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, people, Bob, Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that always makes me laugh too. Um, anyway, yeah, a little, little side story for you. Uh, all right. Um, and this is a f- one I've been having fun with too is a – uh, all right, say the day comes along, we have a, uh, a rich or first things first, uh, like action figure box set. Like, <laughs> what would you like to see? Maybe, uh, like your three accessories to go with your, your action figure. Well, let's see. I got to say an acoustic guitar. Just yeah. got to do that. Yeah. Um, and is it, I know you had two tailors over there. Is yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Tailors pretty much what I your, use. That's your, uh, go to. Yeah. I want to get, I want to, I do want to eventually want to, uh, branch out. I want to try a Martin sometime, yeah. but, uh, and then, um, probably I'd see, I'd, I'd probably have a Taylor guitar and probably a copy of kiss alive. The very first kiss Alive album. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, maybe a beer or yeah. a good bourbon. What's uh, <laughs> what, what what beer are you thinking? Oh, beer! Oh gosh, there's so many. Yeah. Um. Oh, probably I, I really like a beer that we can't get here in St. Louis. It's called uh, it's Kentucky uh, Bourbon Ale. It's uh, from a, a, a company in Kentucky that was yeah. the best bourbon ale. It's, it's really huh. good. All right. Yeah, those are so. It was what was it a, t- a guitar copy of Kiss Alive. And uh, and then actually, how about a, a a glass of Blanton's uh bourbon? There you uh, go. Nice, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These are just uh, funny and things. And he's about forty pounds <laughs> thinner. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, very cool, Rich. This has been a ton of fun getting had a good time. Yeah. Uh, please come out and uh, see Rich coming to a town near you. Uh, find First Things First on your Facebook page again. Yep. Uh, um, and uh, there's uh, we'll have video of these songs, and so click subscribe on the YouTube channel, and you'll see these and all these things. So, uh, but thank you, Rich, for doing this. Uh, Shane, thanks a lot. A lot. I appreciate it. And big thanks again to Amy for helping uh, yeah. connect the dots for us. And yep. Uh, so this has been cool, man. I'm, I'm excited to come out and, and hang with you some more. And uh, it's been a great day. So thank you. And uh, I'll see you soon, my friend. Thank you. See you later, bud. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>